We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. All right. Good morning. Good morning. It is Tuesday the 17th. We made it halfway through the first month of the year. We're 124th through the year 2023 already. Gosh, time is flying by. And uh, what a great weekend of football. I am Nick Kendall joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Scott, happy Tuesday to you. Uh, How are you doing? How did you uh, enjoy the, the snooze fest, I guess, that was last night's game other than the missed kicks? I mean, if it weren't for Tom Brady possibly being his last game, which I don't think it was, I mean, the missed kicks, I don't don't remember. I mean, I can't think of a professional kicker missing two in a game. I'm sure it's happened and I'm sure I've seen it, but it was, you know, it wasn't noteworthy. I know I've never seen three and I sure hell have never seen four. And luckily for the Cowboys, they were in a position where they could keep running them out there. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get over it, man. Just get out there and do it and remember how to do it and get out there. You feel bad for the guy after a while, for God's sakes. Yeah. Yep. He had the uh, case of the yips. No doubt about that. But uh, Dallas still wins. The defense looks good for them under Dan Quinn. Uh, Dak Prescott, 300 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, Dak played great. And man, we got some amazing amazing matchups next week. I am so stoked. I think this next week is my favorite week of football just because the variety of matchups that you have and the quality of yeah, opponents. You get rid of the teams that for the most part probably shouldn't be there. You know, one team yeah. may sneak in, but, and then surprise you, you know, I mean, right now the outlier I, last year, the outlier to me was the Bengals. They just kept mm-hmm. winning. You know, right now yeah. the outlier to me is the Jags. Don't sleep on the Jags. No, I mean, I could close my eyes and literally see every single team that's left winning the Super Bowl. Uh, there's the pathway there. You got Dallas going to San Francisco, which will be incredible. I guess the Giants are the outlier for me. Um, as soon as I said that, I'm like, okay, what's the other NFC team? Giants. I can't see the Giants winning the Super Bowl. Um, but the, Giants. The, the, I mean, it's it's the Bills, Bengals, and it's the Jags, Chiefs, right? I mean, that, that's that's tough. But that's why you play I'm for the number one seed. Chiefs. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm excited for Bills, Bengals, Jags. I think the best match of those Dallas at San Francisco. That one is going to be must-watch TV, and <clears throat> those two teams hate each other. Probably about as good as any rivalry for non-divisional opponents as there is. So uh, excited for that one, and excited to say hello to some people. As Scott and I kind of reminisce and talk a little bit of the football that was this weekend. We got our guy Dave Glassman coming in with the heart saying Peyton, and Peyton has a nice ring to it. Yeah, it does. I'm not sure if uh, Peyton 1 sticks around for Peyton 2 or what that dynamic looks like, but uh, certainly fun. Maybe bring in Peyton Manning as well, and uh, we'll have a party. Uh, I'm Jay Roper coming in saying, I'm crying on the inside. Oh, Jay, let it out. It's okay. Don't keep it in. It's Tuesday morning. You can cry if you want to. Uh, Albright is trying to make Quinn sound like he's a great head coach candidate on the same level as Peyton. You all know what that means. Albright's been pushing for Dan Quinn for a bit. He's doing it last cycle. Uh, Dan Quinn has a lot of merits as a head coaching candidate. Um, he would make a lot of sense for a number of reasons. He's well-liked. Uh, he's didn't have the best infrastructure in Atlanta the first time he was there. And his defense has played pretty well under him in Seattle and Dallas. I don't think it's academically honest uh, to say that he is the same caliber of coaching candidate as a one Jim Harbaugh or a Sean Payton, but that doesn't mean that Quinn is not a qualified candidate. It's just, he's a tear down from those guys, which seems obvious to me. I just, I think it's definitely a, a, a spin to say that he is on the same level as other two, but still he would make sense and I would get it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the discussion has been, which one would you rather have? And if you can't get those two, then what? And that's the discussion from us. Mm-hmm. We're talking heads too. We watch a lot of football. Um, 
I've got as much insight as on Dan Quinn as anybody not in Dallas right now. Um, and you know, it, he, he had his flaws again, but first time head coach, you know, maybe you can become the benefit of that experience. All of these guys get fired. Uh, what did you learn along the way? What would you have done differently? I'm sure those are questions he's being asked in the interview process and how he answers those will be very important. Yeah, hundred percent. And I still keep coming back to it. My biggest irritation with this draft cycle is that the Broncos, then it's a big mistake. People making business all the time. They go way too hard the other direction. Now I know that they want an adult in the room, uh, somebody who has some experience, but the only first time head coaching candidate they're interviewing is Dan Quinn. I think it's probably just as likely. I mean, it, it depends on the percentage of coaches is, but the best coach from this cycle is just as likely to be a first time head coach mm -hmm. as it is a second time head coach. Now for the specifics with Denver's locker room, what's happened in the past, I get it. If you want to put a little bit more benefit or uh, I guess a, a bonus on experience, but I mean, would you be shocked at all if we're talking here a year from now, offensive or a uh, head coach of the year, Mike Kafka, head coach of the year, Shane Steichen, head coach of the year, uh, Gosh, could go on D'Amico Ryans. I wouldn't be shocked one bit. Um, so I just, I, I worry a little bit about that sort of tunnel vision in the head coaching cycle. And but like you, you said, a lot of it has to do with the infrastructure put around you. Yeah. You know, you know, Denver of the open positions, Denver's got a really good roster uh, and money, you know, money to, to be creative in free agency. So they're key, for, they're, they're prime for a bounce back year. Yep. Just uh, getting an adult in the room will bounce them back. Wonder how, how big that bounces, um, especially considering the tough toughness that is the Chiefs. The schedule looks pretty tough next year as well. But uh, you never know. I mean, God, I'll take just give me a little bit of injury luck. Let's get on the other end of that. Uh, talking about our luck turn around here, though. Miguel Santa Steven coming in over on Facebook, getting us started with the support. The stars today says, good morning, fellas. Do you think there will be a hire today or we'll go to the second round of interviews? I think a week from today is about when I would circle the Broncos hiring their next coach. So they're going to go through these interviews and we'll hear about it again. I think 24th, 25th, that those are the dates I'd be looking out for. I will be absolutely floored, jaw dropping, forehead shining, shocked if there is a, a the Denver Broncos hire a head coach today. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase. If a head coaching hire is announced today. You may get okay. that silent commitment. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you may you may get you may get that silent commitment, but hey, we have to do this on we have to do this. I will be shocked if anything is announced today. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, we got Tyler Smith coming in. Good job last night, Tyler, uh, for the Cowboys after uh, Jason Peters went down, killing it. Really good uh, offensive tackle, first rounder I'm from Tulsa. Fun player. Tyler Smith. Good morning. Personally, I'm hoping for Sean Payton as long as it's just a first and some cash anymore and it won't be worth it. Secondly, maybe D'Amico Ryans or Ivero with a good offensive coordinator that has experience. That's another big thing as well with these head coaching. Uh, thank you so much for the comment, Tyler. Another thing about these head coaching hires as well is it's not just the head coach that you're bringing in. It's who do they know? Who is their staff? Uh, the, the staff is a big one. And from where we sit, um, we can like connect dots. I guess with Sean Payton, we do know there is some interest for Vic Fangio uh, to come with him as well, but we can connect dots. But really, I mean, head coaches only as good as the staff that he's able to hire around him and bring with him. And then if he has a success, replace those guys as well. Uh, but uh, that's definitely a big part of it. And if you were a head coach in the league for 15 years, you've had 200 coaches work for you. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I mean, he had some longtime coordinators, but he's, you've got a bunch. You're connected within the Kevin Bacon spectrum of everybody in the NFL. Who can you bring in? If you can land a Sean Payton, he can end up being one of your best recruiters for coordinators too. Again, I would love to see a Jiro Ebro stick around. If if he's not hired as head coach, anybody coming in, I think would be would be wise to to make sure that he's he's on the staff at least one more year. <clears throat> if he wants to be here is the other thing. We'll see how that plays out. Given the he already turned down the interim head coaching tag because Nathaniel Hackett maybe he's looking for another opportunity. Broncos turned it down, but. You know, one thing at a time. First, it's the head coach, and then we see what happens from there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bradley Conger coming in saying, bracing for a letdown, not super high on Sean as a head coach. Well, I'll gladly take him over any of these other candidates. However, I don't think it's going to happen. If it's Sean Payton or the field, I would take the field as well, Bradley. He also says, when is the interview scheduled today for Sean Payton? I don't know the exact time, but I know it's in the morning. Uh, so it's happening. Oh, that's what all I know is it's in the morning. Absolutely. So we'll hear that. And also, I believe we have Raheem Morris uh, back in Denver tonight. So the Broncos brass is flying out to Los Angeles to interview with Sean Payton today and uh, in the morning and then flying back and interviewing with Raheem Morris back in Denver tonight, I believe, is the the schedule right now. But so we'll see how it plays out. We'll get some news trickling in. Jeremy, Sean, morning, boys on to one B. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, as Jeremy is talking about the news that Jim Harbaugh announcing he's going back to Michigan today. Uh, he called the Broncos to let them know uh, Michigan. They didn't announce officially a new contract or anything, but I'm assuming that something is they have, like you mentioned earlier, soft guarantee. Jim Harbaugh is off the market, going back to his alma mater, uh, University of Michigan, and keeping the Big Ten East exceedingly interesting. I'm excited for that Big Ten East next year with uh, Stroud leaving. I think Penn State's got a, a pretty damn good chance to win that as well. Yeah, I um, you know, I, I said before I thought Sean Payton was one A for me, depending on what it costs you to get him. You know, if all things being equal, but they're not. So mm-hmm. again, if it ends up being Sean Payton was on Colin Coward yesterday, I don't know if you watched his his segment on there. He went on for about five and a half minutes. It was very candid, and you know, basically without saying it, said a late the first round pick, which I think was pretty low, honestly. You know, it doesn't sound like they're willing to hold his feet to the fire. Um, but you know, Sean Payton, if he sat out two years, the Saints wouldn't get anything. So it's just like having a player um that you're not necessarily using. But if we want a first round pick, we need to move on from this guy now because his as his contract shortens, he's got two years left on it. As his contract shortens, the compensation that you're allowed to get for him is less. And he's you're gonna be coaching against him before too long anyway. So again, these are long-term type of discussions, anybody coming in, you know, the, why would he go here? They're a mess right now. Of course they're a mess right now. That's why they need a coach. And he said pretty much, pretty much that at the time. Yeah, of course they are. That, they, that's why they have an opening. Yeah. They, they, they are a mess. These are long-term types of types of uh, deal. This is a, a 10-year type of deal. It's the last coaching job I want to take. Yeah where do I want to be for the next 10 years of my life? And I'm not worried necessarily so much about who's on the roster right this second, but what is my pathway to success over my course of my stint with this next team? Yeah. And you mentioned it. He has leverage in the sorts where it, obviously he does would like to come back to coaching, but it sounds like he's pretty comfortable also in uh, Fox doing right now, living in Los Angeles, doing the TV stuff. I mean, he's, he's good on TV and they pay him a ton of money and you don't have to work very hard. <laughs> And he was fine enough doing that, walking away, not coaching for a bit the first time. Uh, so I don't think it's a they're not holding his feet to the fire. He has a lot of power and uh, leverage as well. So see what happens uh, with Sean Payton. Obviously, the big interview today. And if it's only that first round pick for me, send it off. What's it going to be? It might even be pick 31 the way San Francisco is playing right now. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryan's about as good as an offensive and defensive tandem and coaching in the NFL right now. Uh, Diamond Rattler saying, boom, let's go. Good to see you, Diamond. We got our guy Ethan also coming in, the closer 
uh, always coming in and supporting us as we're wrapping up the show, saying, good afternoon, gents, in Broncos country. Good to see you, Ethan. Hope you're doing well. Kevin Gray saying, morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. We got our guy, Daheen, saying, good morning, Broncos country. Bama X is in the house. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. Blue 101 saying, how were the Texans allowed to interview Peyton yesterday when the NFL told the Broncos this wasn't permitted until today? Honestly, I had a similar question. I thought that the in-person interviews couldn't happen until uh, today, the 17th. Maybe it wasn't an in-person interview. Maybe because Sean Payton isn't actively a part of the Saints. Uh, he is contractually, but not actively a part. Maybe it's different, uh, but uh, I'm not sure exactly. I, I guess what I would assume would be that it wasn't a in-person interview where the Texans flew to Los Angeles, but I didn't do much research on this. I just saw that was there and I was like, huh, I thought it was tomorrow. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I just assumed it was... It was uh, an interview, not necessarily in person. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it had to do with within a certain amount of time of the last game starting. I, I don't know. It's a, it is a good question, Lou. Yeah, falling sloth in here out there in Cincinnati, working at the zoo. Hope you're doing well, falling sloth. No falling sloths on your watch. Uh, good morning, Broncos country. Glad to be here this morning. Glad to have you, Dylan Von Arks. Good morning, everyone. We got our guy uh, Jake Gerard coming in. Bradley Chubb or Sean Payton getting done punter in the next year wild card weekend for us. Certainly possible. Um, not having that first round pick would be a little bit of a bummer. Uh, Dane Brugler had his second mock draft come out today and not even having having that first round pick's fine. But then, you know, second round, you scroll down. It's like, oh, a lot of talent still there. I wish we had our second round pick. Gosh darn it. But that's uh, probably for where the Broncos are picking specifically in this draft class. Uh, probably rather get the coach if it's just that first round pick. Uh, good to see. Uh, we got uh, Chase Wellner coming in saying, not going to lie. I'm bummed. We won't be landing Harbaugh. He was my number one as well, but is what it is. Uh, you know, you move on just kind of like when a draft pick that you really wanted gets picked before you. Ah, oh, well, uh, we'll deal with the reality of it. I can't control it. So better to have that uh, opinion. I, I think mental health wise, <laughs> Luke coming in saying good morning, afternoon. All this is my first season. Watch the NFL. I picked the Broncos because of Colorado. It's the most beautiful state I've ever seen. Luke, it is a very beautiful state. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, I'm originally from Iowa and my family used to take summer vacation trips to Colorado up to Rocky Mountain National Park and Estes Park about every other year. Uh, it's definitely a beautiful state. A lot of stuff to do. It's a reason a lot of people are moving there from all over the world. And the local Coloradans are like <laughs> getting a little bit irritated because mm -hmm. the uh, the price of everything is exploding. I will say, though, I'm out here in the Pacific Northwest. I think I would take Washington beautiful over uh, Colorado beautiful. But it's just because how lush the forests are. And I have the coast as well. I mean, I got the words Northwest. right there, man. No, there's, yeah. it's, it's a it's a. Get out and travel, folks. It's a it's yeah. a beautiful country. You can 100%. see everything. Uh, see yep. the world if you can. Travel is is awesome. Appreciate you, Luke. Michael coming in with some stars earlier. Thank you, Michael. He says, good morning to Nick and Scott in Broncos country. And he also says, Russell Wilson versus David Mills is Houston quarterback versus Denver Broncos quarterback. I would say the number two pick for the Houston Texans is going to go to a quarterback. So Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis versus uh russell wilson how do you feel about coaching that and then you've got you, you, you you'd probably have to give up one of those you probably have to give up your 12 to get sean payton but let's say you're not you're not giving up sean payton just talk about the houston texans as a rebuild project in general they have 12 picks this year 12 mm -hmm. including two in the top 12 and another two first rounders next year from the deshaun watson trade the houston texans would be a very intriguing team to take on as a project if you uh you know coming in with the with the expectations where they are the problem is if i've got two fairly equal things again if houston texans are my only offer i'm jumping at it but if i'm able to pick my teams i might want to say you fired two coaches after one year is it three yeah, they've they done three and three in a row i think it's been three I'm, I think this is their fourth coach in four years. But but the, the the one, they didn't fire the last. They fired Lovey after one year. They fired the guy before that after one year. The guy David before Coley. that had to have been there more than one year. I think you're right. I think you're but, right. Again, you know, I, I just, I would just say thank you, but no thank you. I'm going to go over here. They, uh, they seem to have a little bit more patience and do things the right way. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there's a little apprehension about the Texans as an organization, which... It's understandable. Um, G. Travis, good morning. Hopefully we'll get some good news this week. Makes me nervous. The Broncos insider is trying to sell Quinn. Connections, connections, connections. Tim Durr. Hey, Nick and Scott, what's good, Broncos country? We're just hanging out, having a good time. We got Diggs over on Twitch saying, hey, what's up, G? What's up to you, I. G? Good to see you. I, A. That's, That's an I. I. 
either way uh hello to you on twitch hope you're doing well is this a uh digs cowboys account here um i'm not sure like, I see almost it. like kansas state i don't know who that is it looks like a number seven. Oh, it's it's trevon Diggs uh on there so we got a cowboys fan um good win wearing a seven yeah. helmet when did that when did the cowboys ever do that they've always um, had stars it is, but it's a Trevon Diggs uh, specifically who wears number seven for the Cowboys. All right, so, all right, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> and moving Thank on, you. but the, yeah, fun game last night uh, for the Cowboys other than the missed kicks. Um, we got our guy Adam coming in saying, good morning. I picked every game right this week except for the Vikings. Got KCB, Niners in the bowl. Certainly possible. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I Scott and I picked them last time. I think we got the... Did we get any of the games? No, we we missed uh, we missed Vikings Giants, and we were both like the Giants could. I, I think I mentioned the Vikings have been playing like crap, mm-hmm. but I'd go with the home team. So yeah. I it was one of those. If you're weighing them, I wouldn't have put any weight in the Vikings Giants on that one. I think that was a, a good pick to go with the upset on that one. Did you I didn't the- know until he was trending on my timeline again. I didn't know that Ed Donatel was the defensive coordinator. Mm. with the Minnesota Vikings because he was trending as he should be fired before they leave the locker room Yeah, in that game. And it just goes back to me saying that NFL coaching, it's, it's the mafia, man. You're, you're, once you're a made man, you're in, you got a job for life. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Oh, this guy's been a coordinator here and this and this, he's been fired everywhere he's been. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's, it's, it's so incestual that, you know, we talk about the Rooney rule and all this stuff, but my God, you know, I was listening to Zach and Chad last night talk about, you know, you do these interviews, you never know what you're going to find. You know, you, you're forced to reach out of your comfort zone and, and interview this guy, this guy, and this guy. I'm like, guys, that's why we have the Rooney rule. It's like, you know, instead of just doing the easy thing and picking up the guys, you know, because they've been there already, it's meet somebody new, step out, boy. My 13-year-old, go out there and talk to somebody. Get off your phone. I'm forcing you to do it. You might like what you find. That's the intention of the Rooney rule. Yeah. Because the guys Absolutely. like Ed Donatel and the mafia version of NFL and college coaching. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They were not very good defense this year. No doubt about that. Uh, the oldest secondary in football by like a lot. It was crazy. Um, we got our guy, Rob Buxbaum coming in saying good morning, Nick and Deacon Scott thoughts are that we are making a hire tomorrow, given that we have no interviews tomorrow. I think it's just a recovery day to reassess everything, but uh, we'll see. I think they're going to carry out all the interviews. It is interesting that we're going to have D'Amico Ryans and Dan Quinn playing in the same game of this upcoming week. And we have both of those interviews coming up. Clyde coming in saying good morning. Good to see you, Clyde. He says also, uh, who do you think will be the head coach? Right now, my gut is telling me it's going to be Dan Quinn. Uh, I think maybe that's just me. Harbaugh was my favorite. Maybe that's just me wallowing a little bit. But uh, I think I'm I'm preparing for it to be Dan Quinn, which is fine. I make a lot of jokes on Twitter because I'm on Twitter <laughs> to have fun um, and just you know rile things up sometimes. I use a lot of hyperbole, which is missed on the internet a lot. I get that. But um, Dan Quinn would be fine. It, don't sell me that it's a big swing. You know, I think, as you said last week, it's one that's been stuck in my head. Don't piss on me and tell me it's rain. Um, I didn't but, say that one, but, I, you know, I've heard that a bunch. That's an yeah. old, old saying, and I'm an old dude. So so that's one where I think of, oh, Dan Quinn's, we always wanted him. He was one of our top three, the big swings. Eh, and he, he's fine, but he, let's not do that. Uh, so we'll see, but I think it's going to be Quinn. I think it might be Peyton. Really? I, I do. I think it might be Peyton. If the, if, the, if the draft pick comes down to just, you know, your first and then maybe a later round or something mm-hmm. like that and some cash, that's a, that's a, that's not a high price to pay. You know, yeah. we're, we, I was going through it yesterday, and again, I've, I've gotten there. We're focused so much on what draft picks could be that we don't focus enough on what they usually are, mm-hmm. which is most of the time they're okay. Especially that you know, and, and even if you hit on one, just absolutely hit on one, 
your team would have been better off the last two years with Sean Payton than Pat Sertan. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I don't, don't give me that shrug. Your team would not be as bad a position as they are right now if you had Sean Payton as your head coach. No way. The immediate team, I agree with you. I don't know about the long-term perspective. I, I got I got 10 years of Sean Payton. I got 10 years of Pat Sertan. I, give me the coach, man. I got time to find another quarterback and build around and do all those kind of things, and you're still not even talking about that pick. And that's in that's a hindsight pick. Yeah. How many people were, you know, what was the split on? Why are they drafting Pat Sertan to begin with? Yeah. Your team, what was it last year? Was it seven, seven and 10? Mm-hmm. 12 wins in two years? You have more than 12 wins with Sean Payton as your head coach last 100%. year starting. Absolutely. And you're moving would- in the right direction. And you're not maybe making big swing and forget the Russell Wilson trade. I mean, let's say you do that anyway. Your team is better off the last two years with Sean Payton than Pat Sertan. No doubt in my mind. You probably do have a better record. That's a tough one uh, for me because I'm such a tough Jimmy's and Joe's guy. It's not for one player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For a non quarterback. I mean, obviously for a corner. For a corner. Mm. Yeah. Nope. I'll have to stew on that one a little bit. You seem pretty emphatic. I'll have to think about that. Uh, Juan <laughs> coming in. Good morning. You just watch this just ridiculousness for the last two years. How can you not? How can you? How can how can Broncos country understate the, the, the importance of a head coach? I think it's because they just think, well, he wouldn't be that much better than this guy over here. You say that and you keep hiring guys that are failing miserably. Yeah, we've got a proven commodity. Sean Payton is an excellent head coach. I'm, there's no hope involved here. Yeah, he is. We're going to go down a rabbit hole now. I think because of the <laughs> fact that it's not draft slotted, um, it's probably and the fact that the Broncos have the wealth now, um, I would feel better about competing against everybody in an open market than I would be able to find a Patrick Sertan caliber player uh, in the long term perspective. But it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent that. This team would be in a better spot in the immediacy uh, if they had Sean Payton rather than Pat Sertan in that draft pick. I that's tough because it's it's like evaluating you know totally different uh, areas of the field. It's I have a hard enough time comparing draft picks or uh, draft positions. Uh, it, it is, but I'm just but, saying that you you can't you cannot have watched. And I'm just two years into this, y'all. Yeah, I'm not Vance Joseph. That I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Who else? It's been the last six six, seven years. What are we in year seven now of yeah. incompetency at coaching to watch Broncos country understate the importance of the head coach to not want to give up a first round draft pick. You're kidding me. Come on. Okay. So just down this pathway real quick, you've been with me about not giving up a 2024 first round pick because of the potential pivot off of the quarterback. I consider what is it also as an addition to, Okay. Cause okay. That, I think of it. It's like th- this pick's gone. Yeah. This pick and next year. I, if, if it's one first round pick, send it. I'd be fine with one, one and a three, even like you can give them yeah. your third round pick this year. That's fine. Um, I'm not giving up that 2024 first round pick because if that ends up being a top three pick. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> um, especially next year. You have to, that, that's yeah. the other reason. I, agree. I don't think you have to. I agree. Um, I just was curious because that was, we were talking negotiations. I don't think you have to, if you were to say one first round pick, you know, when, again, when you start giving up multiples, Mm -hmm. you still have to have people to coach, you know, that that's the, I'm I'm looking at the, the PFF did a trade scenario for Lamar Jackson. They traded him with the the Texans, Lamar Jackson to the Texans. And they gave up one 12, the two, the, the, well, two and 12, the two picks they have this year. And then a one next year. And that turned out to be Bryce young, Quentin Johnson, and then a, probably a top five pick next year for Lamar Jackson. I'm like, at what point are you going to be able to put anybody around him? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't decimate your team to the point where there's nobody else there, but yeah. one first round pick, even if it's next year's. Okay. I if I keep this year's. Okay. Certainly. Uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, exercise. No doubt. Juan coming in. Good morning, gentlemen. Do you believe Peyton, George Peyton? We got to start uh, with the audio format. It doesn't translate as well. So uh, George Peyton is now the number one choice. Oh, he spelled Sean Peyton, but you should have a Y in there. Um, or do you believe Quinn has a chance as well? I think Peyton, Sean Peyton and Dan Quinn both have chances. Broncos are going to try to get my assumption would be they try to get Sean Peyton first. I feel like they'd be comfortable 
with Dan Quinn. I also feel like hiring Dan Quinn very much is a good tactic for the ownership because if it goes down with a ship with Dan Quinn, then you can fire everybody. Does because Dan Quinn, oh, this has always been George Payton's guy. We brought George Payton in the process, and George Payton wanted to hire Dan Quinn the first time and uh, got talked into Hackett. Now we get him in, and Quinn fails. Well, Payton, this Payton guy sucks. Um, the George Payton, we're going to move on from him, his guy Quinn, his quarterback Russell Wilson. Um, obviously, that's a little bit of a tinfoil hat, but it definitely puts a lot of the blame off of the ownership group. Uh, if you bring in George Payton's guy and Dan Quinn, if they fail to bring in Sean Payton. Yeah, but again, when you're when you're Greg Pennery up there talking about this is my hire, kind of like the draft pick. I don't want to hear that Dwayne Stukes made a, a a draft pick. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Your special teams coordinator does not get to pick players. It's if if that's happening, then what do I need you for? Yeah. The, the general manager is in charge, and if Greg Penner is standing up and saying I'm in charge of this, now that said, we said all along, you know, we had a question that was it was a multi layered question. Nick was is George Payton is his fate tied to this next coach? Yes, in several different ways. Mm-hmm. It could be the new coach comes in and Payton's out. If Payton's making this hire, he won't get a third. He will not get a third. So if this next coach is unsuccessful, they're all gone. Um, but yes, I mean Payton's not safe yet as far as who's if he's gonna be general manager of this team in 2020 for the 2023 season. Yep. hundred percent. We got sunny days coming in at the hearts and the coffee and the thumbs up. Good to see you. Sunny days. Hope you're doing well. Zach saying, uh, we need a second round pick from this draft. What are options? Most likely possibilities of getting one most likely chance to get a second round pick is you trade out of that first. Uh, but if you don't have that first, then I don't know. Um, you're probably not <clears throat> Do the Broncos have very many tradable assets right now. Contractually, I guess you might be able to flip Garrett Bulls or Justin Simmons, but that screams rebuild. And I don't think the rest of the team, uh, says that right now. So, the only real chance I see of getting a second, I guess you could package both your third round picks together to move up into the middle of the second, but I'd rather have the two threes uh, personally. So when I can go, I can go guard center and and really help the depth on my interior line. I'd rather have two threes also. I don't, I don't think those are, I agree with you, Nick. Um, and uh, what were you just, you were just saying something about the picks and I forgot it'll come back to me. Got our guy, Kenneth Booker. Uh, if Baron Browning stays healthy, what's his floor on ceiling next year? Floor is a solid rotational uh, speed rusher who can drop into coverage from time to time. You can do a lot of uh, different fake blitz kind of looks with him. You know, is he coming? Is he going? Uh, wraparounds, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's got a chance to be a solid number two uh, as well. I don't think he's a number one caliber pa- uh, pass rusher. I don't see the power uh, in his game, but uh, he's just, I think he's a really solid. Uh, rotational pass rusher you probably do need to solidify the room i don't know if i can go into next season depending on browning and gregory uh playing more than 60 percent snaps uh available to them each next season given their injury history and just how much of a rotational position mm-hmm. edges anyway uh but um he's a solid player and much more value at the edge spot especially now that the broncos have so many question marks and um, along their defensive front next season yeah if he's good at edge it's better than being good at inside linebacker you you yeah. You know that one for sure. Um, but again, Kenny, the 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 big one here is if the, these guys, and it's not even Browning. Golly, we talked about that. You know, we, we try not to say it every time. It's like, well, what happens here? Well, assuming nobody gets hurt, you know, assuming everybody's healthy, you can't assume that right now. You know, yeah. so we, we, we have to talk about depth. And I, Jonathan Cooper hasn't stayed healthy. Um, but when he's in there, he, I think he's a good fourth guy you know he's a good depth player um so if you go healthy gregory healthy browning cooper and then you can bring somebody in jacob martin was okay when he was there he could be a re-sign he'll be a cut and re-sign his salary coming in was is too high for what he will be so you let him test the market good depth player but you're gonna need another draft pick slash competent free agent to come in at edge too um floor and ceiling i don't know I'm, i'm i'm not I don't know the the league well enough to give comps on that, but he could be a 10 sack guy for sure. Yeah. The player that uh, comes to mind for me is uh Uchenna Nuosu, um, who was played for the number of years of the chargers had a really good season for the Seahawks last year. He's more of a finesse rusher, not always the best at uh, setting the edge uh, speed guy that can do a lot of versatile stuff, uh, dropping into coverage, rushing off the edge, uh, playing at the second level from time to time, lining up over the a gap, et cetera, et cetera. The very good player. I don't think that's 
athletes who, who the most ideal are the the ceiling for him. He could probably even be he's a great athlete, but I don't know if he's he's a ways off yet. Um, Hollywood Blue coming in saying, I knew Elway did this because who the hell sw- uh, swayed George to choose Hackett? It must have been the margaritas. I'm telling you, they were doing tequila shots and, and whatever restaurant that was. And all of a sudden, you got a deal coming out of there. Hollywood Blue, you said something about following me on Twitter last night. Right at that second, I got a, a follow from someone else that I thought was you. I'm like, oh, there she is. It wasn't. I was getting fished. I was like, oh, sorry. You're not who I thought you were. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Uh, Kathy coming in. Hi, guys. I'm late again. Um, what are we going to do now that Harbaugh is off the table? It sounds like they're going to carry out their interview process. Sean Payton today, Raheem Morris today, uh, Dan Quinn later this week. I think Raheem Morris also later this week. We'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, everything's on the t- Everything's possible. Hope you're doing well after your surgery. Uh, Kathy as well, thinking about you and uh, being held up, held up there in Germany. Sheldon Helms. Why is there no interest in Steve Wilkes in the league? Steve Wilkes in the league. I don't know. I thought he did pretty good. Obviously that team with Arizona was absolutely horrible, but when you look at the data from the quarterback that season uh, that they had that rookie year, um, it's not all his fault. So uh, I'm not sure. I think it, that's a that's an excellent question. Who's the Wilkes at Carolina? That's Wilkes. Okay, yeah. just making sure before I said it. It like as soon as it was said, and you said Arizona. Well, he was with Arizona for one year, it's and then he got separated for me. I'm like, okay, yeah. wait, we're talking about the same person, right? I think he's. I think he stays in Carolina. Uh, I think that's that's one of the reasons why you could put out. Uh, the interview, you could do interviews with him. Um, you know, if, if I'm him, I'm going out and, and doing some more interviews. But I think there's a pretty solid belief around the league. This is just, again, seat of the pants analytics. I, I think he's going to get the job full time. Um, yeah. he, he was there longer. He's got a better resume than uh, the the guy who was with the Raiders last year. What was uh, that guy? <laughs> the one that sounds like an ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he, that was just short, you know, that was, uh, just a few games and he hadn't been, he didn't have the same resume to back it up. So I, I think he's going to stick with the Panthers and I think the Panthers should stick with him personally. Sounds like they're looking for a young offensive coach. Um, but Wilkes will have a defensive coordinator spot in the league. No doubt. They tried um, that with that. Who's it? Brady. Who's the, 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 Joe Brady. the flash in the pan who had Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow at LSU, and all of a sudden he's the next Sean McVay. Joe Brady. Uh, Joe Brady. Yep. Yeah. He, he was a pass game coordinator for a year in the Saints, and then went to the LSU, and now he's been around the league a little bit. Um, but he was getting I, head coaching jobs one year of you know uh, interviews. Interviews. Yep. Coming, I'm like, guys, come on now, let's make him earn it just a little bit here, please. I'm a Ben Johnson truther. I like think Ben Johnson's a great. Um, great candidate. I'd be one I'd be okay with him if I was them. Um, but definitely uh, there's multiple ways to go. Steve Wilkes deserves a shot. Uh, let loose saying what's up, ladies and gentlemen told everyone Jags would come all the way back to beat the chargers. I need the receipts from the, uh, the time of that, when that came out. Cause I'll tell you, I turned it off at 27 to zero and went home to walk the dog. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> chipping their way back. Chargers going to charger. Um, but let loose also says still got Sean Payton as my head coach and standing on it. Well, let loose. We'll see. Uh, today's a big day for you. Then if that's the case, we got Quentin Caldwell. Good morning. I feeling this would happen with Jim. Got to say Harbaugh because we still got Jim Caldwell on the, uh, the kicker uh, saying, even though I was excited about getting him, never had high expectations. I think that's where I'm at as well with Dan Quinn. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, Aladdin, you know, back in the day. He's like, yeah, Aladdin, go. Like the genie's cheering for him. And then Jafar like points at him and he's like pulls out this sarcastic, like small flag. Jafar, Jafar, he's our guy. <laughs> that's where I'm at with Dan Quinn uh, right now. It'd be emphatically fine uh, with him there. <laughs> Antonio Jones saying Tebow Mania was crazy. Yes, it was. Those were crazy yeah, times. It was. I actually did a video about uh, when FS1 was coming out for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I put together a sizzle reel of uh, yeah. taking on ESPN and how it was mind control. And they only want you to think what, you know, what this isn't real. And I was just going to have, and that was right in the height of Tebow. It was like Tebow, yeah. Tebow, 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 Tebow. That's all you heard about. LeBron, Tebow, 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 Tebow. It was, it sold though. You know, again, when you got a problem with the media, we're to blame. We're to blame. If we wouldn't click on it, if we wouldn't watch it, they would change the tune. They would they would do something else. Um, yeah. I get that question all the time. Why are you writing about Julio Jones? He he left Atlanta because you keep reading it. You know, once you stop, I'll stop. You guys dictate what the conversation is, unless Scott and I go down a rabbit hole because then mm-hmm. we're uh, holding you guys hostage. Uh, 
MPACT18 says, I don't think I can, it can overstate what an abysmal failure hack it was. I'm not sure he was truly qualified to be an offensive coordinator. If they had replaced him earlier, we may have made a wild card. Who knows? Uh, different ways the season could have gone. Could have hired Dan Quinn. We wouldn't be in this situation right now. He could have uh, interviewed uh, Doug uh, Peterson. And maybe then you really are in the interview cycle right now. Like, I can't believe they didn't hire Doug Peterson. Or that, interview. Was the, that was the John Fox hire. Doug, Peter, yeah. and Doug Peterson, I think he's 52, 53. He looks older been. than that. He's still a young guy. I mean, he's got yeah. plenty of years left. And he is a good coach. He is a really good coach. Um, MPAC, I have a problem with offensive coordinators that don't call plays for a Hall of Fame quarterback. What exactly do you do here? Um, that that bothers me. Yep, and that's one reason I really like uh, Mike Kafka as an option here because he has gone. He was with uh, Kansas City for a number. First off, Northwestern quarterback for a number of years. Smart kid. Uh, then went to Kansas City, pass game coordinator, I believe, last year, quarterback coach. And now is calling plays for the Giants with under Brian Dabble. Even though Brian Dable is the uh, offensive-minded head coach, uh, he's not the play caller. It's Mike Kafka. So I, I would have rather have seen Hackett, you know, go somewhere where he was a full-time play caller and then, you know, call him up. But that's obviously with hindsight. Um, and I do think we can say at this point the Broncos brought in Hackett as a giving themselves a chance to go get Aaron Rodgers. I think I that was from the beginning. part of the plan. You know, we said, oh, well, they've, they've squashed that report. Who has? The Broncos, yeah, miss me on that one. I don't care what the Broncos say about that. I, I don't care. They're, yeah. they, it's all it's all PR at that point. You you, mm -hmm. you will never convince me that they that that Aaron Rodgers wasn't the main target. Never. Yeah, I I agree with you. Ernie May is saying, "Go Broncos country." Only holding men. Not sure what's who's holding who, but uh, Ernie, you're holding my attention. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. Uh, appreciate you coming in. Good morning to you. And if you guys are supporting us like Ernie does, always coming in, you're supporting the Broncos, supporting in Mile High Huddle. Click a thumbs up. Uh, we got about 300 people here, according to my eyeballs. I think that's just Facebook, but a disproportionately low uh, amount of likes, reacts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, please hit that up. It's free to do. It takes one second, um, and we greatly appreciate that. And uh, hit us up in the comments as well, like our guy Dylan saying, bottom line, Peyton elevates the play of the quarterback. You get the right guy in there, and the offense is soaring. Definitely will improve, uh, no doubt about that. And one thing I also like about Sean Peyton is that he's had pretty solid offensive lines where he's gone as well. Now, it hasn't been the same style of offensive line as uh, or this play style, not offensive line, but play style is Jim Harbaugh with the smash mouth. But he's put a priority on that, and he's done a good job uh, building an offensive line around his team. I also think he's one of the best uh, – coordinators of the quick pass game um i've in the nfl uh if you need th three and th uh, three yards on third down he will do it better than anybody as far as getting a guy open maybe kyle shanahan's the exception but uh, he's pretty incredible at that i uh you know we talk about this drew Brees, this and and again being an nfc south and watching the dregs of the nfl for years tampa bay buccaneers uh atlanta falcons and new orleans saints carolina panthers haven't suffered as long as those three franchises what Peyton did over that time period is nothing short of incredible. Um, they're like, oh, you went to the playoffs eight times in 15 seasons. They'd only been to the playoffs five times in 40 years. I mean, like, the, we're not all the Broncos, y'all. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. But what impressed me, you can talk about Drew Brees, but, um, you know, I looked this up and I wrote it down this time, so I don't have to keep looking it up. With Jameis Winston, with Teddy Bridgewater, with Taysom Hill, he had a 12, 17, a 17 and five record with those guys as starters. It's not all just Drew Brees, y'all. He's he's a hell of a football coach. 100%. And we got our guy, uh, Rob, coming in. And Scott, let me know if my internet all of a sudden poops out. I got the one signal bar thing. You're, you're pixelating a little bit, but you sound okay. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> rather sound good than look good. I'm um, saying you guys need more pop culture references. They are the best. Always sunny office, Aladdin, Top Gun football commentary is good too. Uh, yeah. I, th I don't know if I can get Scott on the always sunny uh, train. I don't watch it. Only. For me, it'd be like referencing mash. I thought about that. It's like, you know, you, you, you give me heck about Pokemon. It's like, I don't have anything against Pokemon. I just don't know anything about it. It'd be like, if I started saying, Oh, I remember that time when Hawkeye and BJ were getting after Frank, you'd be like, what? <laughs> I, I saw some mash um, back in my day. I always enjoyed... cheers norm. You probably know. So I watched every cheers episode, but for me, it's like, you know, you, you wouldn't get it. I don't have anything against Pokemon, but. Oof. 
Pokemon was my uh, childhood. I don't, I'm not about that life anymore. I know some people are way about that. I just like T. Scott. Um, Savage Boy Kev coming in saying, does Jim Harbaugh announcing he's going to stay at Michigan mean that Peyton, Sean Payton, is close to a deal uh, for Denver? We saw a coward show hints. I don't know. I think it's more possible now than it was when Jim Harbaugh was a possible candidate. So, sure. I don't think that the Broncos still have to woo him. Um, it's, it's a weird situation. Uh, obviously, both these people are trying to attract the other because Peyton's going to try to get money as well. But for the Broncos, it's about recruiting Peyton to Denver, where the other candidates about those candidates showing themselves to be brought in by Denver, in my opinion, just given the skins on the wall and the, the credit, what's the word on the resume of Sean Payton. Nobody seems too held back by what the saints might ask. That's important. That's important. Um, all the teams that were showing interest seem to have a working understanding that they can meet the asking price. That's real important. Um, close to a done deal. I'm not positive Peyton's coming to Denver. You know, is he getting closer um, to making a decision on a on a ten days? Again, I think you said end of next week. Ten days. I think we should we should probably hear something. Do I think Denver is the favorite? Probably. I think so. I think I think they would probably be the favorite. But again, putting you at the favorite means you might have a 33% chance where the next favorite is 25. That's still a one in three. Um, what, watching some of the other coaching searches, uh, the Colts, they look like their number one candidate is D'Amico Ryans. And they just had an interview with Raheem Morris. So they seem to be going down one step below you know, what we would consider the, the tier one um, retread candidates so we'll see um no. close to a done deal he he might be the let me ask you this nick is peyton like that big time quarterback that once he picks a spot the others start falling into place is he the number one recruit out there i think the trade makes it a little bit more complicated uh that could be a pitfall as far as the because then you have the negotiation on that end which could add you know make slow things down i also think because some other teams are not even in the ballpark for sean payton that uh, potentially those teams you could see them make moves before that mm -hmm. domino falls but i think for uh, for a big part that's going to be a market setter i think it's also going to be a big one for any of the coaches that are looking for big contracts coming up here. I think they're going to say, okay, what's Sean Payton getting? Okay. Now I know what I'm getting as well. I also think the other thing here uh, with this is because the Broncos money and Sean Payton, you, you could see a holdup because a lot of coaches are probably going to want to go uh, coach under Sean Payton. We're talking about the assistants, the position coaches, et cetera, et cetera, and get paid uh, what the Broncos are going to pay those guys. So it, it definitely could be a, a first domino to fall kind of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some teams, uh, at least one or two make a move before Denver announces, but he's definitely the big domino and it's going to have ripples down the, I mean, through the entire NFL. I mean, heck could have huge ripples for the Broncos. It could be that, you know, when that happens, George Payton is on his way out because they want to bring in somebody that's Sean Payton approved. Uh, maybe they keep George until the end of the draft, but I mean, who knows? Uh, so it'll be interesting. And maybe it's just been quiet or I just haven't seen it as much, but D'Amico mm -hmm. Ryans and the Texans, if D'Amico Ryans is going to get a head coaching job, wouldn't it make sense for him to be back in Houston? You know, where he was a two-time pro bowler. Um, we'll see. Definitely an interesting one. No doubt about that. I'm, I'm a big D'Amico Ryans fan. I think he's a very, very good coordinator and uh, I'd be, I'd be excited to have him in Denver. Even though it's the first time head coach. I think he just screams uh, Mike Vrabel type. Like he's going to squeeze every bit of talent and that team is going to play smart. They're going to play tough. They're going to play fast. Uh, they're going to have good technique. I mean, that's, they play. Gotta love their defense. People freak did, out about Leroy saying, did he turn down the interview with the Texans? Again, after you fire a couple of guys after one-to-one -one seasons and you've got multiple options, I hope that's the case. I do. Yeah, the other thing with him is that they uh, hired and fired uh, first-time uh, African-American head coaches, gave them one-and-dones one as essentially sacrificial lambs. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't even give them the chance. I know that Lovey Smith was peeved um, about everything that went down should there. Be. So. He should be. He should right be. to be. So how they were playing too with a lack of talent. I mean, yeah, I would uh, turn them down as well. Uh, Jess coming in and saying, "Boy, seeing the Chiefs' defense looks looks like they, I think they'll have a huge letdown versus the Jags. I think the Jags have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. They're very young and they play tough. I like a lot of their offensive line talent as well. 
Uh, my guy, Brandon Scherf, highest paid garden football, I believe right now uh, from the university of Iowa, uh, killing it out there this week against the chargers ragdolling some guys. I think the Jags game, they're going to be feisty. They got nothing to lose. Um, they got to be playing with high, high, uh, sky high with confidence right now. And we saw this Broncos team almost going to Arrowhead and beat Kansas city. Now, Andy Reid, Patrick Holmes, extra week to prepare. I'm not going to be betting on the Jags, but would I be shocked if I'm sitting here a week from now and we're talking about uh, shock of the week, uh, Jags going into Arrowhead and punching the Chiefs in the mouth? I don't think I'd be shocked. And you're gonna get you're gonna get the Chiefs' best. You know, yeah. when we're we're talking about regular season is one thing, but you know now you're gonna get full focus of the Chiefs. No distractions. No mm. anything else. This is win or go home. Um, I just don't think the Jags are there yet. Um, they're just not there yet. Chiefs, I think the Chiefs win this one by 10. What, what's the line on it? The, the line should be about 10. I have not seen it yet. Um, I'll, look, I'll look it up real quick. But my guess is I would put it at 10. And let's see, we got Jaguars, Chiefs, Chiefs, eight and a half. So again, yeah, that's that that sounds about right. Um, Tim Durr coming in. I like this question. He says, Peyton of the Panthers doesn't make sense to me. The Saints and Panthers are division rivals. Um <clears throat> You can get a better price from the Panthers. Uh, and I think he was hinting at that a little bit. Sometimes the compensation will change depending on the team. That's his way of saying on that Colin Cowherd interview yesterday, um, it'll cost you more in division. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that's that's the case. But again, the, the, the divisional rivalry stuff, I think, is a little overblown. You know, you play them twice, twice of 17 games. We'll see. Um, I just, I, I think it could happen. I just think that, you know, Carolina is definitely a closer culture fit, but dude, he's been out in LA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> LA and New Orleans are pretty far apart when yeah. we're talking about, you know, the, uh, the, the culture differences there. So I think he's, he's pretty adaptable. I agree. And follow the money, follow the organization, follow the power. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get some tidbits hopefully coming out today. Nick Kaiser, 499 Super, probably going to be one of our last ones here as we start to wrap up the show saying, uh, I'm a little bit behind, but what about Jadavion Clowney and free agency? There was a huge slew of garbage and hurt feelings coming out of Cleveland here with Jadavion Clowney here this last two weeks uh, where Jadavion Clowney was saying he was injured and but going out and still playing third downs, issues with uh, his run defense, uh, and even to the point where Miles Garrett, probably the the leader on that Cleveland team uh, came out and talked about Jalen Clowney saying, we want volunteers, not hostages as far as the uh, impact being on the field, being at practice, et cetera, et cetera. So I think Clowney is uh, on his way out. I think he's going to be labeled a somebody who maybe if there's an injury that happens in the reg uh, preseason, regular season, somebody will bring him in just because he is still talented. But mm -hmm. if you're not, you know, if we can't trust you to go out there and set the edge on first and second down, I don't know if we want you, um, especially for where he's at in his career right now. And he got into a beef with local media too, saying that he was misquoted and that's not what he said. And, you know, they responded back because it was basically him saying, you know, I have to do the dirty work so they can get more favorable matchups for Miles Garrett. Well, too bad. You're, you're professional. You're getting paid. That's the job. Uh, and then was, uh, he, he took some issue with that, that the backlash that he got from that and went after the reporter and the reporter in the paper basically said, this dude's lying through his teeth. Um, again, I, Nick says, Nick said it. Is this, you know, is this a guy you want in the locker room right now? Maybe, maybe, but uh, I might look in other directions first. Yeah, 100%. We got some trash talking about my city here, saying Seattle's a trash city, really bad. It's sad. You go to any big city, uh, you're going to find some stuff, especially on the, uh, the coasts where you have more temperate weather. Uh, I love Seattle. <laughs> I love the I love the city, but I live in a nice area and uh, I'm also a, you know, six foot plus male who is not afraid to walk around anywhere. Um, so I know that I have privilege in that as well. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I've, I've said that before walking around sometimes with headphones, like, you know, what is male privilege? Male privilege is walking down the street with headphones on and not really worrying about it. Mm -hmm. That's that's, different. that's that I've told you before. I've been in some of the worst areas in this country has to offer. And the only time I've ever been nervous is it dusk in seattle when they're you know you got guy i, I know how to deal with criminals they, they i know they, they're they want <laughs> pretty simple but guys that are freaked out burnouts that are barking at the moon and yelling at the pavement i i, I don't know how to rationalize with those folks and they got nothing to lose man so they, they that make was me. me a little more nervous the the, <laughs> the decriminalization of criminals and setting up the homeless camps in seattle 
has been a problem, but it's different conversation. As far as barking at the moon and yelling at the pavement, that was me after uh, Denver choked against Seattle week one. Uh, you probably saw me disgruntled walking around downtown Seattle uh, after getting embarrassed with that one. <laughs> but uh, it's closing out the show here. Uh, we got Ethan, DWI guys, 50 pounds coming in saying, great show, Jensen Broncos country. Pay Sean Payton. Let's get the head coach right this time. Then we can move on to free agency and draft. And Broncos have their full assortment of draft picks for 2024. They might have a day three pick that's moved around here or there. Uh, but absolutely, uh, we'll see what happens here. A big interview today. And uh, we'll be here again tonight. Uh, it'll be Carl and I. I think we're going to talk a little bit of free agents, obviously talk the draft stuff as well. And uh, maybe get into that Dane Brugler uh, mock draft also, but uh, any final thoughts, Scott? It's about seven thirty here, and it's trash day. I gotta get I gotta get some chores done before I get on into work. But uh, any anything before we wrap it up? No, thank you, Ethan. Appreciate you coming in in, in that one. I'm gonna not. I'll come back and let you close us out. Uh, but Michael also coming with some stars. Uh, Lawrence, I guess we can we can wrap it up with a question from Lawrence. Uh, it was really long. Let me see if I can find it again, Lawrence. He had uh, it's way up here. Say something, Nick, so they don't have to listen to me scroll. <laughs> Memories. No, okay. So um, I'm looking for Lawrence as well. But yeah, big uh, interviews this week and really excited to see what the Broncos do. Right now, again, my gut feeling says it's going to be Quinn. I don't know if I'm in the uh, bartering stage or the acceptance stage of grief. He's fine. He's fine. I just, again, telling me that he is uh, the same caliber as those other two, I think is BS, especially when you had a chance to hire him last cycle and you went with Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, it's just the optics look terrible to me, but He's fine. Um, and the defensive players at Dallas and Atlanta and Seattle have loved him. I do. We can get into a little bit more of the Dan Quinn conversation later on. I just don't yeah, know if he and, is, um, you yeah. know, and, and he's actually gotten players to come in as free agents because yeah. they, they had him at, had him at Florida or, you know, have, have played with him before. He's a, the players, they, they really do love him. Uh, mm -hmm. Build the right infrastructure around him. Uh, you know, that's, you can say that about a lot of guys, yeah. but, uh, and, and he would be, he, he's a, a good head coaching candidate. Is he on the same caliber as Sean Payton? Not for me. Uh, would I possibly rather take a swing at a very similar younger first time guy who has very similar traits and D'Amico Ryan's? Yeah, I might, I might, but Lawrence coming in in this paragraph, basically saying that the, and appreciate the stars, Lawrence, he basically says the problem is, is these, these players have gotten used to a culture of losing and had different coaches in this need to wipe out the whole thing and start over like coach prime is doing. Unfortunately, you can't do that because salary cap restraints, whereas college guys are on one year deals. They're on, on one year contracts uh, at all times. And you've got multi multi-year contracts with salary cap restraints and stuff. So you can't just do that and, and nuke the whole thing. Can you go through a rebuild? Yeah. Um, and if you move on from Russell Wilson next year and Cortland Sutton, they, if you're going to hit the reset button, it's going to be after the 2023 season. That's where a lot of the contracts become move on a bull from <laughs> <That's a technical laughs> after next year. George Payton did a good job of setting this up. Hey, if it doesn't work, we can push the reset button in 2023 Sutton, Patrick, um, Russell Wilson. There's 40% of your salary cap right there. Um, yeah. that, that can happen. So appreciate you, Lawrence. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Thanks to everybody coming in today. Again, we got about 300 people in here. Please click the thumbs up on the way out. Uh, it doesn't cost you a thing. It takes two seconds and it helps us a heck of a lot. And also while you're on the internet machines, make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod, as well as at mile high huddle. If you're on Facebook, after clicking that like, make sure you're joining us on facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, please, uh, if you're watching us anyway, um, YouTube's probably the most popular way uh, to watch us. If you are joining us via YouTube, subscribe to mile high huddle, like the show, like the page and share it on your social media platforms. I know Scott's been cutting up and putting some stuff on TikTok. I keep getting Instagram notifications that, uh, you know, things are quit getting put up on there. I have a reel on Instagram right now that is just absolutely blowing up in India. I have like a thousand likes on this reel. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I guess, thank you. Um, but, uh, and please, yeah, please subscribe, like, like, and share. And, uh, I will see you guys again tonight. It is Tuesday night. It feels like a Monday night. Love those days like that. We're already two fifths through the week or through the mornings, I guess. Uh, but I'll be back tonight on uh, building the Broncos with Carl and Scott and I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 
7 a.m. Mountain Time for our uh, draft show. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be talking about yet, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll probably it's draft football. Might, might not just be draft. We'll talk about some of the top free agents. We'll take a look a little bit into uh, some of the playoff matchups and guys that are now free agents. Tom Brady um, yeah. coming up, so we'll 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 hit on a bunch of things. So come come see us over on my channel, which is just YouTube Scott Kennedy. Yeah hang out with us we'll have a good time we'll be there again tomorrow you guys have a good one enjoy your tuesday continue to choose kindness and compassion go broncos head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things broncos good morning